If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Health Printer Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Health Printer, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to have you back on the Healthpreneur Podcast. And you're here with you once again. Today, I've got the pleasure of interviewing uh, an awesome coach. His name is Matt Balducci. And we're going to have a really good conversation about coaching and all this good stuff. So let me give you a little bit of a background as to who Matt is. Um, so he's a highly sought after high performance coach for high achieving individuals, mostly entrepreneurs seeking to create mass momentum in their lives. He's on a journey and mission to become his coined avatar, the modern-day superhero, and bring as many people along with him. His 100-day high-performance accelerator helps his clients generate one year's worth of results in just 100 days while generating mass momentum in their health, productivity, relationships, income, and self-development. We're going to have a great conversation. I think you'll really, really enjoy this one. And uh, without any further ado, let's bring Matt Balducci onto the show. Matt, welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. How's it going, man? It's going awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Yuri, for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's always good to connect with new friends and people who are doing great stuff in this world and in the world of business and health and all this kind of stuff. And I'm excited to, uh, to dive into a bit of your story and obviously what you're up to and then just kind of sharing some awesomeness with, with our listeners. So you've got an interesting backstory. Um, you played baseball for, for Team USA, as I understand it, way back in the day. And then obviously you, you've evolved into running your own business can you kind of tell us how you got to where you are now just kind of like run down the quick story what is our what does our tribe need to know about who you are and, and what the journey's been for you awesome yeah so i uh, i grew up actually in chicago so i'm a midwesterner <laughs> and uh cubs fan I, uh, or white Sox fan i'm a cubs fan so i actually grew up on the south side um so i should be a white Sox fan so for all you white Sox fans out there i'm sorry uh but <laughs> Um, the Cubs, I mean, in terms of Cubs now, it's awesome. Like, uh, obviously we, I lived through my whole childhood, not winning and now they're winning and it's awesome to watch this year. They're having a rough year that, well, I guess roughish. we can, uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. 162 sure. Sure. games. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I grew up out there, uh, and I grew up more in like a low socioeconomic status. My dad's a mechanic. My mom's a stay at home mom. And, uh, I really got taught hard work from a young age. Um, so I grew up kind of working, um, since I was uh, 16, um, I had, you know, the typical 30, 40 hour a week job while going to school, playing sports, but I ended up playing the traditional Midwestern sports, basketball, baseball, and football. I excelled in the football and baseball realm. Um, and then I ended up uh, pursuing baseball and I got to play, um, on a couple USA teams. We won a, a silver medal and a bronze medal. Uh, one was in Italy and the other one was in Amsterdam, which 
for a 16 year old boy was, uh, was an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. but, That's awesome. um, but so I ended up, um, uh, going into college, um, and I was a premier walk on at Illinois university of Illinois. Unfortunately, they brought a new coach in. I, uh, actually got tendonitis in my arm, my pitching arm and, uh, I got cut actually right away. Um, so my baseball dreams kind of got cut short in terms of, uh, playing college baseball. Uh, but uh, after that, I ended up uh, starting a, um, or getting ex- accepted into an internship, which is called College Works, and ended up running an $80,000 uh, painting company as a freshman. Um, and at that point, I uh, kind of got bit by the entrepreneurship bug. But realistically, it was the fact that I can compete again. Um, I kind of looked at it as a sport and turned business from base, went from baseball basically into business relatively fast and learned that I had a knack for talking to people, sales skills, and then managing people. And uh, it was an adventure in itself. Um, and it was a great year. I made I made around twenty five grand as a college student in six months, and that kind of propelled me to realize, um, you know, like I said, I come from a ba- uh, lower socioeconomic status. I was like, well, cool, I can make a lot of money. <laughs> um, and um, so then I ended up going through um, college. Um, I started up a uh, marketing company. Um, I took it to about half a million dollars in revenue. Um, and then I actually dropped out of college uh, my junior junior year. I did actually. Well, just for the listeners and, and my mom out there, if she ever listens, um, you know, I did get my degree um, a couple of years back. And uh, and it was mainly for my wife <laughs> when I got uh I got married. She really wanted me to get it. Uh, so I took some online courses and I got my degree from Illinois, but, um, I dropped out and actually after I dropped out, my business collapsed on me, completely collapsed. And I went uh, broke. Um, I went, I was making great money that basically I uh, had no money left. So I went into the corporate world for about a year and a half, um, switched jobs four times and did not really enjoy the corporate world much. Um, and so I, uh, got the opportunity actually to, um, uh, come and help run a branch of college works, um, in Michigan, Illinois did well. And then I started up my general contracting business in Maryland. Um, my wife's family lives out here. So now I live in Annapolis and, uh, basically over four years, I took my business from zero to 2.6 million in revenue. Um, I have 50 contractors who work for me and, I had uh, 40 plus sales reps and uh, built up an infrastructure. And so um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of ups and downs. I mean, from living in my office when I was 22 <laughs> to uh, to uh, my uh, after my first year running my business in Maryland, my number one employee, um, who actually is the guy who's buying me out now, um, he uh, actually left me left me um, left me for the year. He had a family issue and he couldn't uh, continue working with me, and it kind of uh, took a huge toll on on my growth um, for the for the next year. But he ended up uh, returning a year later, and me and him became business partners. and And uh, he actually ended up becoming the guy who took uh, is going to take over completely here this year. So it's a uh, it's nice. been a journey nice. on been a journey on the uh, business end for sure. <laughs> so yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's awesome. So if you were like, if you were sitting down with someone over a green juice or coffee and you're sharing and they're venturing into their own business or they're building their own business, what would like, what pieces of advice, like what would be your, like your go-to wisdom that you would share with them based on your journey so far? I would say take action right away. So one of the things that I guess is one of my greatest strengths that I've discovered is I'm an action taker. And uh, sometimes to a to a negative on what I mean is I'll just go do something and if it doesn't work out I'll I'll, re, I'll keep trial try fail and adjust but 
I know a lot of people out there, um, especially in the health, health and fitness industry, you know, they really want to start a business. They don't know how, and then they end up, um, making excuses for a long time, which again, when I use the word excuses, I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just, it's fear. And I say, just take the, take the leap and ask yourself what's the worst that can happen. So that'd be my first tip, um, to anybody out there that anybody, I don't care what industry you're going into, but is just try it, take action. And I would, I would, uh, the second one is if possible, you know, do, start it up on the side of what you're currently doing. And that's actually what I'm doing right now. I'm starting up my new uh, coaching company, which I started two months ago. And, um, it's looking like it's going to do about a quarter million in revenue, um, this year, but uh, I'm doing it while I'm running my other business. So even though I sold my company, I'm still running it for the next six months. And, um, instead of waiting until the end of it and then starting up, um, I'm using this six months as a side hustle and basically putting myself in a position to uh, sell out and then walk into a, a hopefully a million dollar business in 2019. And so, um, I would say that's, you know, a huge, huge, um, huge thing that I've seen, especially working with a lot of entrepreneurs is sometimes they're slow to action. Um, you know, and you probably have seen that you're in, you know, working with, with, uh, a lot of different people that, you know, they, you give them something awesome to go do and then they take forever. They make excuses. Um, the other thing is, is that, uh, after action, I, uh, I tell people is just, you have to have some patience. Now I'm the worst at patience, literally the worst. My personality type is horrible when it comes to it, but I've learned over the, t- over time, especially, uh, I'm doing a fitness show in the fall and I associate a lot of analogies with, working out. And, um, you know, I did a, had a massive transformation in the last year. And what you kind of notice when you're lifting and you're going through the process is you're getting very small incremental adjustments, but over time it grows and then you create momentum. And then all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, Holy crap, I have a six pack. Like totally. how did that yeah. happen? Especially you know, and so, to like the before pictures. Oh yeah. It's like, insane. And sometimes, Oh yeah. You hit it on the head. And I think it's tough sometimes um, for business owners, especially getting started, is they don't have the before picture. You know, they they forget what they were like when they first started, and then they they don't they don't realize it. So what I tell people sometimes what to do is make a quick video uh, when you're starting out, so you can kind of laugh later on. I have videos of myself when I was younger, and uh, it's kind of funny to watch the transformation of even how I talk, sound, uh, my confidence. You can even see the body language. Um, and you can actually see that you've transformed. Even if your revenue or your profit isn't where you want it to be, you can see that you're you're developing. So yeah. I think those those would be a couple just quick quick tips for for anybody starting a business. That's awesome. I wanna I wanna touch on a few of the things you mentioned. So um wh- one of the things I think with a lot of entrepreneurs is is we're so focused on like tomorrow and the future. We we're so like stuck in the weeds like in the in the trenches that we a lot of times don't come up for air and we don't even acknowledge the progress we've made so like with your physique you can have the before and after and you can look back on the before and like holy cow this is an amazing transformation a lot of times for entrepreneurs they're so focused on the gap right like what they haven't done yet and they fail to look back on where they came from and i think part of um i think success in life is obviously gratitude and appreciation and and be able to acknowledge those small wins and look at, hey, like, okay, this is maybe not as fast as I want to go, but look at where I started. You know, it's four or five months ago, and look at what we've done since then. So I think it's a really good analogy, like using fitness and body transformation back into business. There's so many parallels. So that's um, that's really cool. The other thing you mentioned is what's the worst thing that can happen? This is an like this is a question we ask everyone we speak to when we do strategy calls because. 
I think a lot of people don't. So I believe the number one trait or one of the most important traits for success in anything is courage. And I think a lot of people want absolute certainty that what they're about to embark on is going to produce whatever result they want. But the reality is you can't you can't get that. It's like it's like if I were to say, hey, Matt, OK, we're going to start this transformation and I can't guarantee you what you're going to look like in a year from now, but I need you to, to have the courage to go through the process with me. A lot of people, and maybe you found this as well, a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to see the proof before they take action. And in my experience, it doesn't work like that. Like you have to take the action to see the proof. It's almost like you have to believe it before you see it. Would you agree with that? I 100% agree. Um, I think that you're hitting it right in the head, Yuri, that I, I've coached a, so the company that I, I run um, that I just sold actually is um, I have a huge sales force of college students. They're all millennials. And over the last five years, or actually seven years, I've coached hundreds of college students um, around running businesses and kind of, you know, learning how to do that. And what I've discovered is the best um, salespeople or the best entrepreneurs that I coach are the ones that are able to just jump in and they can see the big picture. Um, they can see the long term. They can, <clears throat> excuse me, they can visualize, you know, what they're going to actually have. But then they forget. They forget the long term goal. And I think just like weight loss, you know, I hate to keep using fitness, but just like weight loss, if I would have started last year at twenty seven percent and said, "Hey, I I need to lose, you know, fifty pounds," which a lot of people do. Um, and then they fail because they're focused so much on 50 pounds. So they stand on the scale and they lose a half pound and like, it's not working. Yeah. And in, and in reality, they, what I tell people is I call them momentum metrics, um, is you have to figure out what are the actual metrics that you're willing to track along the way and forget the big goal. Cause when you say, when I say I want to run a million dollar coaching company, like I'm not focused on a million dollars. Cause if you focus on that, you're going to go insane. You already, you know, this being an entrepreneur yourself is when you focus on that end result so much, you're going to go insane because you're never going to, I don't know, you're, you're never going to quite get there. You're never going to be satisfied. So I look at it as how can you have small wins every single day mm -hmm. and utilizing fitness again. So for instance, uh, again, talking to all the, the health coaches out there, you guys know this, that, you know, for me, I focus on three things, my nutrition, I actually eat the same meals every single day. I mean, I'm kind of an extremist when it comes to that, and I don't expect people to do that. But I eat the same meals every day for the last six months straight. Um, I drink a, a two gallons of water every day. And I, on my desk right now, you can't see it. But I have my gallon of water sitting there. Um, and it's half drink, uh, drunk already. And I'm going to get through that by noon today, and then refill it up. And then the last thing that I focus on, um, is my body fat percentage. And that's really the the component that I look at versus my weight loss. And um, you can go into a lot more a lot more factors when it comes to that, like lean body mass and things like that. So in business, you have to figure out what are your metrics, you know, so mm -hmm. you can't look at the million dollars, you have to look at all right, how many client meetings am I doing? Or, you know, what is your standard of performance that you're looking to have? And again, I call them momentum metrics. So once you start doing them over and over and over again, they become ingrained in your consciousness and you don't even have to think anymore. You just wake up every day. It's part of your lifestyle. And when you first start out in a new, anything new, you have to understand that you're going to go through four phases, especially entrepreneurs. Your first ones is, I call it the honeymoon phase where you're just freaking jacked. You're excited. You're running on a mile a minute. You're telling everybody about it. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, just like weight loss, a couple weeks later, people stop going to the gym. Same thing with entrepreneurs. All of a sudden, they're not seeing the results they thought they were going to see, and they're not wealthy yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and 
and then they hit what's called deception. There's a good YouTube video out there with this kind of laid out, but I also have a YouTube channel that you can go check out, but it, um, it, you know, they hit deception and this is where I think a lot of people, um, get lost is they, they, uh, sit there and they're like, well, I'm not seeing the success yet. And they can't see the big picture. They're kind of like you said, you're either in the weeds, they're kind of lost, they're stuck. They don't know how to get out of it. And all they have to do is just keep, uh, basically tracking their metrics and eventually they're going to get out of it. And what they're going to find is then they're going to be unconsciously, um, competent, which means that they're going to actually eventually, um, or I'm sorry, they're going to be consciously incompetent, which means they're going to know that they suck now. And, and then it's, that's the hardest part when you realize you're actually not as good as you thought you were going to be and you have to actually learn and it's going to take time. And so that's when, after you start tracking your metrics, if you're call it sales calls, which is what I track for my, my employees, my sales force is how many calls do they take? How many clients are they meeting with? That's what generates our revenue. I don't care what their closing rate is in the beginning, but eventually their closing rate always, no matter what gets to about 40%, um, which is insane. Every single time, I don't care if you start off booking at 10%, by the end of the year, they all everyone averages out. And it's simple, it's just because we're tracking one specific metric. And then eventually people get consciously competent. And what that looks like is now you're actually freaking, you know what you're doing. And you then you can move on to your next skill set, you know? So it's like weight loss and fitness, you know, yeah. once you start yeah. learning how to uh, work out. So I don't know if that helps at all on that one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, that's, no, it's really valuable because I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, business owners, even just people in general focus on the outcome, right? So they're focused on, I need to make a million dollars or I want to, you know, be 5% body fat and, and, and be whatever, 300 pounds of muscle. But it's, it's very that creates a lot of anxiety because you're not focused on what is the next action to get me there. So what you just mentioned, like focusing on the process, focusing on those metrics that you have control over makes all the difference. And it's, it's about if you reverse engineer things properly, it's like, okay, yeah, we've set the outcome and then you reverse engineer, how do we get there? And if all of your focus on a day-to-day basis is simply the small steps and the metrics that you can control, it's only inevitable that you'll hit your outcome. So I think it's, you know, great advice that you just gave for all of our listeners. And I think guys, if you're listening to this and you're setting goals without focusing on the things you can control, it's you're gonna be going down a rabbit hole of, of anxiety and not really achieving the goals because you're they're kind of out of your control in, in a large part. So yeah, no, that's really good stuff. So so Matt, what would you say is like, out of, out of everything you've done in, in business up until now, like well, what's a big, big lesson like a big if there was like a, a moment in your business where you're just like shit this was a big mistake or something didn't work out as well as you'd hoped and it was like a really big learning from that like what what was that lesson what was the learn uh, the learn experience from that i would say there was two of them uh, this is a good question by the way i think every entrepreneur loves this question <laughs> um, but um the first one is that, you know, and, and I, this sounds kind of self-helpy, but you can only grow your business as big as your identity allows you to. Um, and it, it hit me, hit me multiple times in my career where I, my my business outgrew, uh, literally outgrew who I was. And, um, and what happened is my business would, would either collapse on me or fall backwards. Um, and it would always catch back up kind of like a rubber band. Um, and so what I had to learn over time is that self-development is actually almost more valuable than even your business growth, um, because your business will always grow to who you are. So reading books, podcasts, listening to, to your podcast, Yuri, and, um, you know, reading your books and different things like that, you have to, you have to seek you know, people out there that are awesome. You have to go and, and, and stretch yourself. And, um, anytime that I've 
fallen back, failed. Um, my business has collapsed on me. It's because it was a rubber band effect where I honestly got cocky. I thought I was, you know, doing really well, which I was. And then all of a sudden, man, it was like a snap effect. Uh, and then that kind of leads into number two, which is, um, which is what I'm a big believer in is what I call momentum. Obviously it's a standard word for, for life, but um, you know, I always look at kind of an analogy in life, which is, um, you know, a fast moving train. And when you can get your train moving at a hundred miles an hour, it's pretty impossible to stop, um, a train that's moving that fast. You would have to, honestly, you can't, you know, it would take a long time to stop that train. Um, and, uh, you know, once you get the train moving at a hundred miles an hour, you absolutely need to just keep going. And uh, I guess one of my, my biggest weaknesses in my life, which I've fixed recently and I'm really working on, is um, you know is basically keeping the momentum going. Because I built a strong momentum in my 20s and then I coasted for about a year and a half. And when you coast, what that is, is you're actually took your, I took my foot off the gas and my train started slowing down. And then all of a sudden I woke up one day and realized I wasn't I had a hundred miles an hour anymore. I was at like 30 miles an hour and wasn't very happy with it. And I was like, crap, I got to get my train moving again. And then it takes a while to get that train going. And so, um, so that would be the two things that I've noticed in, in my life, at least in business. And if I can go back and whisper in, in my ear, uh, when I was younger, that's what I would have done is I would have said, Matt, like, don't slow down. Like you're not where you need to be yet. Start, continue reading books, continue working out. Um, you know, I think that entrepreneurs as a whole sometimes get lost in revenue, money, profit. And in retrospect, it's not as important as being healthy, sleeping, you know, and, uh, waking up every day and, and having energy and going in and your business is going to grow naturally because of that. So I don't know if that answers it for you, Yuri, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Like the, uh, the, the statement you said where your business can only grow or it grows to, to the level of your identity is that is such a great um, concept. Like it's so powerful because it's true. Like if you have self-worth issues, if you see yourself like your own self-image as not worthy of certain levels of success, you're not going to get there. And so I completely agree with you that you have to build yourself to make your cup bigger to be able to allow more stuff in your cup. That's really big one, guys. Like go back and listen to that. Like that is such a great, uh, great statement. So that was, that was really good. So you, when when you when you when the train was going at 100 miles per hour went down at 30 miles per hour metaphorically speaking what did you do to get back on what did you do to get that momentum back because i know this is a big frustration or a big pain point for a lot of people as they go through and, and myself included where you go through a period of time where you're just crushing it like maybe it's a morning routine you're consistent with and all of a sudden you kind of feel like eh, i'm comfortable i'm good or you you know you get out of your normal routine and things kind of fall off the bandwagon a bit what did you do or what have you found to be useful for you to build that momentum back up? So I got lucky. I had a son. <laughs> that <sounds> good. <laughs> um, and uh, once I had my uh, my first son, which I have a baby on the way in October as well, which is exciting. Um, and we're fi we'll find out the gender. We I don't know the gender today, but when this comes out, I'll have the gender. I'll have to send you guys, you and Jackie, an email. But um, Totally. Uh, which will be exciting. But um, I had my son and, you know, honestly, he – in my eyes, what I noticed about babies, um, and I know you have three sons yourself, Yuri, and anybody who's talking who has kids, and if you don't have kids, listen, if you don't have kids, I'm going to tell you right now, and sorry that I'm going off topic here, but you better freaking work your ass off now because 
Um, I wish I can go back in time. I love, love, love being a dad. It's actually one of the best things that's ever happened. And I'll explain in a second why, but I tell people in their twenties, man, just go balls to the wall and have a morning routine, wake up early, don't sleep in. Um, you know, the whole Gary Vandercheck, you know, I, I don't, I'm not telling you, you can't have fun. Honestly, I had a blast in my twenties. I had unbelievable fun. We traveled, my wife and I traveled like crazy, but, um, you can do both, but understand you have so much time. And if I can go back, I would have said, Matt, you have, what are you doing with the additional 40 hours? Stop watching, you know, three hour Cubs games, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and actually utilize that. The, I could have probably grew a, a whole nother business on top of my company that I was growing but I didn't realize the time I had until I had my son. And by having my son, what ended up happening is I, that's when I realized my train wasn't moving very fast. Um, and for people out there that are having the same issue, which I, I know it happens a lot, especially with high performers, high achievers, which is who I work with. That's why they come to me as a coach and they say, Matt, you know, I'm a high performer, but honestly, I've lost my, I, I need to get ignited again. I need that fire back. And what I, uh, what I found for myself was, you have to find your real why. And I know, again, Simon Sinek and the, 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 the why, like everybody's talking about it, but it's so freaking true that if you don't know why you're trying to succeed at something, you're never going to actually stick to it. And you're going to, once you hit deception, like I talked about earlier, you're going to stop, you're going to quit and you're never going to really get momentum going And momentum takes time to build. You first have to light the fire. It's kind of like a car. You have to put gas in the car first. After you put gas in, then it takes a little bit of time to get the, the miles per hour up. Um, and then once you get the miles per hour going and you're, you're slowly accelerating and you get it to 100 miles an hour, then you can freaking just speed. You can literally just go fast as possible. But it takes, it takes a little bit of time, but it's faster than you think. So um, I woke up one day. I looked in the mirror. I wasn't very happy with where I was at, honestly, outside of my business and my income. Um, you know, I had, I had this awesome family. I had everything. I had the car, the house. I just bought a house, actually. But I had the car. Um, and everything that you can imagine, everybody from where I grew up looked at me like I was, you know, God's gift to life. And I wasn't happy. And I sat there and I'm like, what is different right now than it was a few years ago? And it, it's what it's basically I wasn't pursuing greatness anymore. I wasn't pursuing, you know, who I was supposed to become. And um, so what I what I did was I sat down and I said, all right, Matt, what is the life you actually want to live and why are you doing it? And I said, all right, so I have my kid and I've always spoken. I want to build this legacy. I want to create this legacy. And I really didn't have I used to say it and I, and I knew what it meant is that when you know, I wanted this legacy in my future. But once I had my son, it really rang to me like, OK, well, now I actually have this person that's looking up to me. And honestly, I'm not being a great example for him. Um, I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. Um, you know, I I'm lazy. And, you know, yeah, I have this, this, uh, outside looking in financial success, but you know, I'm not being the best version of myself. And so I started making incremental changes. One first being health, which I think is the most important for anyone out there. And obviously everyone who's listening can agree with that, that without health, I don't care how much money you make, you're failing. Um, and then I, after I started rebuilding my health, I looked at my company and I said, okay, is this my passion? And I love what I do. I love what I built, but it was, I realized it wasn't the life I really wanted in 10 years. And so that's why I ended up selling my company, but, um, and starting up my coaching business. And I said, I want to help millions of people. And so before I even started my coaching business, I started a YouTube channel and, um, you know, and, and, and it's crazy. Once you get clear on where you want to go, when you get clear on your why, Honestly, it's crazy. Everything starts starts lining up. People start coming out of the woodwork, helping you get there. 
And I, if you, if you came to me a year ago and said, Matt, you're going to be a coach, you're going to be a high performance coach. You're going to have a YouTube channel. You're going to be writing a book. You're going to be, you're going to be waking up at four 30 every morning and you're going to uh, have a six pack, which I never had even as a baseball player, you're going to have a six pack and be in the best shape of your life. I would, I, I, I probably wouldn't have laughed at you, but I wouldn't have believed it. And it, it wasn't like that happened overnight. And what people have to understand out there is if you're trying to rebuild your momentum, you have to sit down and first figure out why the heck you even want to go after whatever you're going after. And it doesn't have to be as extreme as I'm going right now. I'm trying to accomplish as much as you possibly can in one year. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found with it is that it wasn't like I did all that at once. It sounds great now when I say it out loud, but it all it all kind of got stacked on each other as I went. And the more clear I got, the uh, also the more productive. And I started creating, uh, learning, you know, looking at my time management, my productivity. And realizing that I wasn't doing the necessary things in my day and I started making it creating boundaries with people even in my business I stopped taking phone calls at certain times. I scheduled in family time um, and I just became this this machine when it came to um, My day like I if, if you can see my office wall I have a calendar uh, printed up there and I track my morning routine literally like a crazy man where I have 12 things I do in the morning and I literally label it out and the reason is, like I mentioned earlier, you have to figure out who you want to become, your identity, and you have to realize in the beginning is it's un, it's you're, you have to think about it. It's conscious, but if you read a, a good book called Incognito by David Eagleman, it talks about how to take things from conscious to unconscious, and that means creating habits, like in the book Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. What you're going to find in both of those books combined is that it takes time to actually recreate who you become. And if you're trying to rebuild your momentum, you, you don't want to go do the same thing you did previously to build your momentum because then you're going to kind of be in a, re, a, a circle, which is what I was in, where I would get in shape, out of shape, in shape, out of shape. I would grow my business. Then I would have a slow year. Then I would grow. And then I would say, all right, Matt, time to go again. And then I would do it again. And then I would get cocky. And then but this time around, what I realized is, no, you just have to change who you think you are and you have to just go all in. Um, and again, it all comes back to why. And it, it was I have a son and I have kids now and I wanted to be the perfect example and the best example I possibly could be. It wasn't a matter of providing income that was already there. It was what do I want them to look at when they go tell their friends at school? I want them to walk into their school, and I know this sounds cocky, but I want them to look at their their friend and say, "Hey, my dad could kick your dad's butt," <laughs> um, and you know, and uh, they're proud of me. You know, they they're proud of their dad. You know, I was very proud of my dad. It didn't matter how much money he made; he was a hard worker. He was a great guy. Very proud of him when I grew up, and I wanted that same feeling, but I just wanted it on a massive scale level. You know, and so to help out the people out there that are like, "Listen, Matt." I'm in the same boat you were in a year ago. I'm, you know, I have this success. I'm a high performer. I'm just telling you, start figure out one thing to change in your life now. And honestly, if it's if you're not healthy, first do that. But um, if you are healthy and you feel good about that, then it's just start small. And all you're going to do is keep going. And if there's another good book, I hate to keep throwing books out there, but um, this year I'm reading 60 to 80 books, and so there's just a lot of uh, knowledge in my head right now. And one of them is The High Performance Habits by um, Brendan Bruchard. And he, there's this unbelievable quote in that book that I loved, which was, um, and I, I used to call it light yourself on fire and people will come out to watch you burn. That's a good one, but this is even better. This one's this was unbelievable. He said, listen, tell, yell from the rooftops, what are your goals? Literally yell them and the village idiots will come out, which are the people that are gonna tell you, you can't do it. And there's a lot of them, right? But the village leaders are gonna come out and show you the way. 
And every time I hear that, I'm, or every time I say it out loud, I get freaking chills because it's so true. As I started yelling from the rooftop that I'm going to become a bodybuilder, when I was 27% body fat, I said, Matt, you're going to become a bodybuilder. And I had to change my identity. So I eat like a bodybuilder, work out like a bodybuilder, I have a personal trainer. And what I discovered around it was that I was able to change my identity by by yelling and I tell everybody. And I had uh, luckily I have a very supportive uh, I have a very supportive uh, tribe that I, I know and have around me. But um, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, that's he's probably not going to make it. But now I proved them all wrong. But realistically, people started coming out of nowhere and started helping me on that journey. And then when I started my uh, YouTube channel, out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, people started calling me. And that's when I first started getting my business consulting clients. And that w- that's what built my confidence up saying, Matt, you can become a high performance coach. And then I uh, literally through weird connections, I uh, hired my own coach. And he is a guy who runs a multi-million dollar uh, company right now, uh, all online. And I'm just like, how did this all come together? Is by knowing where you're going, taking full action, and understanding, you know, what you need to go after, and building your identity up. So I don't know if that helps Yuri on that one. Totally, man. That's really, really good wisdom and really great advice. And one of the things I loved is like you talked about your why being your son uh being a real big stimulus for that and what i found too is like a lot of times we get more jazzed up about like doing things for other people more so than ourselves so i've personally found when i set goals like with our company instead of setting like a company revenue goal our goal like and i and i say this very um overtly to our prospective clients and our clients as well is that when we work with someone, our goal is to get 90% of our clients 2x ROI within four months or less. That is everything we focus on with what we do. And as a result of that, it's like, well, what has to be in place for that to happen? So it becomes really exciting when you can really be obsessed about the results you can create for other people or the, the reason why. So for instance, in your case, your son or for someone else, it might be something else. But instead of like us selfishly focusing on ourselves, that it kind of it, there's a cap to there's a ceiling to that I find, but when we focus on what we can do for others, and others being that reason why, whether it's people you want to serve or family, it's like limitless what what can happen, and we start thinking so much bigger. So, yeah, dude, that was tremendous, man. Awesome stuff. This has been really really inspiring, and I know our listeners are getting a ton out of this. Are you ready for the rapid five? I am. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So five rapid fire questions, whatever comes top of mind, it's probably the right answer. So number one, what is your biggest weakness? Uh, biggest weakness is it's crazy. It's my exact opposite. So I'm an extreme action taker. Um, and what I have to do is control. Um, and this is what's actually been part of a lot of my failures is after I take a lot of action and get results, I get cocky and then I become, I'm actually oddly, it's weird. I'm oddly lazy. I oddly want to be the laziest man alive, but, um, but I'm also the, the most extreme action taker you'll find. So I'm either one or the other. So, um, I would say that's my biggest weakness is controlling, keeping myself in action mode versus falling back in the lazy mat mode. <laughs> well, I can, I can relate to that because I'm very much the same, but I've, I've come to recognize that there are times where I'm going to go full in and there's times where I got to take time off. It's almost like an athlete, right? Like you can't be competing all the time. Like you have to take that off time. And so, I mean, I don't really recommend watching TV, but there are some nights where I'll just watch three hours of ballers, right? <laughs> or some kind of Netflix special because I just need to just chill. So yeah, I get that. That's, that's cool. All right. Number two, um, what is your biggest strength? 
um, it's it's probably being um, being able to take action without worrying about the result um, is something I've always been able to do. And I guess the second one um, is I call it my superpower. It's being able to recover from failure very rapidly or fail um, or like suffering, if you will. Um, I hate the word suffering because I've over time have not suffered like people out there have. But, you know, I've been able to recover very fast from business collapses or, um, you know, like I said, sleeping in an office floor or uh, when I dropped out of school or, um, you know, when I didn't make the baseball team, I was able to quickly, quickly recap and get going versus letting it turn, put me into it, any t- sort of depression. So awesome. I would say those are my two strengths. Wicked. Uh, number three, what's one skill you've become dangerously good at in order to grow your business? Uh, sales and, and, um, honestly, likability, <laughs> but, uh, um, I'm able to build trust relatively fast with people and not in a manipulative way. Just, I really care. Um, I really care when I talk to people and I want to get to know them, but I would say that's my, that's my, uh, unbelievable skill that I can teach as well now too, which is exciting. Um, something I've been able to teach people. Nice. Number four, what do you do first thing in the morning? I have a crazy morning routine. Um, I'm not gonna. I can't. I'm not gonna take up your listeners' time with it. But I have 12 things I do in the morning, uh, from meditating to visualization to stretching to, um, you know, drinking apple cider vinegar and things like that. That are all health health based and all identity focused. And then I uh, drop off my son at daycare, and then I hit the gym every single day right after. So I have a pretty intense morning regimen. I actually track it, all that good stuff. So that's what I do in the morning. Love it. That's awesome. And finally, complete this sentence. I know I'm being successful when? I know I'm being successful when I literally am on fire. Um, when I'm on fire and I, I don't really care if I'm making money. I don't care what the results are. Like I, I wake up every day jazzed up and ready to go. And I just feel good. I don't, and again, sometimes it's weird. It, it oddly happens sometimes when I'm not making money, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's because you're in the pursuit of greatness and you just feel amazing when you're doing it. So, um, I would say that's when, when I'm, uh, the, the most excited. That's awesome. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. This has been a really great conversation. What is the best place for our listeners to follow you online? I know you also also mentioned you had a, a special surprise for them before we started recording as well. Yeah. So I, um, so if you guys want to follow me, there's a couple different places. Um, the first place I am offering to anybody out there that is part of uh, Yuri's tribe and community. Um, I'm, I can do a 60 minute, uh, business momentum maximizer session. It's free. Um, and if you want to do that, you just need to, to go to the website, go.mattbelducci, B as in boy, A as in apple, L, D as in dog, U-C-C-I, dot com slash momentum so go dot dot com slash momentum and there'll be a scheduling link and you can schedule up a 60 minute free um free session with me and we can see if i can help you create some business momentum in your life um but besides that if you just want free content um you can go to my youtube channel which is matt belducci i put out two videos a week one's a book review the other one is um awesome videos that i um talk about morning routines and success habits and sales and business and then if you just want some uh, fun daily content, I literally am a crazy content machine. I put out videos on my Instagram. I have two of them. 
One's called Matic Shock Fitness, which is just uh, fitness motivation. And then I have a business one, which is Matt Belducci. Um, and then my uh, uh, I have uh, Facebook as well, which is just Matt Belducci. So lots of places you can follow me. But uh, for anybody out there that needs to create mass momentum, I honestly just tell you tell you to you know opt into a 60-minute meeting with me. And not because I'm going to sell you, but I might be able to help you get things reignited and build that momentum back up. So uh, but besides that, you're, I, I just wanted to thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> so. Dude, this has been a really great conversation. Uh, so thank you for taking the time for, for sharing your journey and your wisdom with us. And guys, take advantage of, of the call. I mean, like Matt's a, a solid dude. He knows what he's doing. And if you think there's a good fit there, um, you know, why not, right? It's, it's complimentary and I'm sure he can help you out. So Matt, thank you for offering that. It's really, really generous of you and your time. And I just want to acknowledge you for all the awesome work that you're doing and, and have done in the past and what you're continuing to work on and move forward with. So I want to acknowledge you for that. And uh, just again, thank you for for joining us today. Perfect. I appreciate it, Yuri. And, you know, you keep kicking butt, keep pushing me and I'm going to chase after you. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good, buddy. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. And I want to share one of the big things that jumped out at me from our conversation was this whole idea of your business only grows to the point of your of your own identity. And I'm like, that is such, for me personally, it was the thing that really stood out the most out of all the amazing things we spoke about. And if you can relate to this, then that's great. And if you can't, that's that's totally fine as well. But it's it's such a great concept because we only can attract into our lives that which we believe we are worth attaining. So for instance, if you want to build a multiple million dollar business, but you don't see yourself, if you can't even visualize yourself doing that and enjoying the fruits of that labor, it's going to be very tough for you to do so. If you want to build a multiple million dollar business, but you have um, self-worth issues, for instance, you don't feel comfortable around other people who are wealthy because you feel inferior, you don't feel you're good enough, those are going to be kind of energetic roadblocks to getting to that next level. So the whole idea here is to build yourself up, build yourself up from the inside so that you can enjoy the outside results. So whether that's, you know, this morning routine where we have some meditation, some visualization, gratitude, really setting big goals for yourself, seeing as if and acting and feeling as if it's already happened can be very, very helpful at really building your self-identity to the point where you feel worthy of the specific results you want. And I can say like, for me, I, I struggled with this for a long time because when I was playing, a soccer was such a huge part of my life up for 24 years. Like that was all I wanted to do was play pro soccer. And so I always identified myself as a, as a pro athlete, as an athlete. And when I stopped playing in my mid twenties, I had this transition period for a number of years where even though I started my business, I still felt like an athlete. I still felt like this soccer player. And, you know, I would, and actually even to this day, I mean, I just, I still hang out and I dress very casually a lot of the times when I'm at home and I'll wear, you know, soccer outfits, not like, no, like, not like full team jerseys and stuff, but just, you know, training tops and stuff like that. Cause I just like it. Um, but it was interesting because I, I, re I remember not feeling worthy. Like when I would travel business class, for instance, I would feel like I was, I was, I was out of place. It didn't feel right. Like I wasn't supposed to be there. I was just like this, you know, this 18 or 19 year old kid in my mind, even though I was in my late 20s, early 30s, 
who is still the soccer player. And so it took me a long time to readjust and really like tune up my, my thermostat, my self-identity with, uh, with just being more congruent with, you know, where I am now. So if you can relate to any of that, uh, just understand that we all go through that. I think there's this imposter syndrome, self-worth. These are all things that everyone deals with, no matter how successful or unsuccessful they are. These are universal struggles. And I think the great thing about having your own business is that it forces you to grow. It forces you to grow infinitely more than if you were working for somebody else. Because if you're punching in and punching out, you know, there's not much growth that has to happen there unless it's a type of company where you can, you know, really progress forward in. But when you're running your own business, like you are, you know, the buck stops with you. And so you can't mess around. And if you do mess around, then obviously the business is not going to do what it wants to do. So anyways, I think the whole message here is grow yourself if you want to grow your business, right? Everything we want starts on the inside. This is something I teach my kids. I'm like, hey guys, you see that car there? You see the couch? You see that lamp? You see that chair? You see this desk? Where, how did this all start? Where did these come from? And I, and I get them to, to, to understand that everything in our physical world started in someone's head. It started as an idea, as a thought, as a vision, and that's where everything starts. So the message that I want to leave you with is focus within to get whatever you want without. Okay. So with that said, if you've enjoyed this episode, remember to give the Health Burner podcast some love on iTunes. Head on over to iTunes. Uh, and if you haven't, subscribe to the podcast, obviously, and leave it a thumbs up or a review would be greatly appreciated. And I want to thank you for taking the time for joining me today. So continue to get out there, be great, do great. And I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.